The film On Sacred Ground is a narrative film about the fight to stop the building of the Dakota Access Pipeline from the perspective of a white journalist and the oil company behind the pipeline. This film will be screened on March 17th at the Earthshot Project. And to tell us more, we're now joined by Alex Briggs. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thanks so much for having me. Can you give us a brief understanding of what this film is about and your experience with the Dakota Access Pipeline? So the film I hadn't heard of, I was approached by the founder of the Earthshot Project, who uh, decided to screen the film. And it's a dramatization of the already very dramatic uh, events that happened on uh, Standing Rock Reservation in 2016 and 2017. And those events were the unlawful construction of the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline and a massive protest movement that that arose to try and stop that. And ultimately, the pipeline currently was built but was shut down because uh, it wasn't built through the legal channels. There was collusion between the chief, actually a prior chief of, of the Standing Rock Sioux Nation and the oil company. And it was originally a pipeline that was supposed to go through the capital city of Bismarck, but due to resistance from like white North Dakota people, they changed that route and put it right next to the Lakota Nation. And there's tons of history there already from the murder of Sitting Bull in, in 1892, I believe it was, as well as um, the treaties and the um, Red Clouds War in uh, 1867 and all of this stuff. And then in the 70s, the, the creation of Lake Oahe and the damming of the Missouri River and the flooding of the breadbasket of, of the Lakota, Dakota nation there. So all of this stuff is things that I really didn't know a lot about. Like, I probably vaguely recognized the name Sitting Bull in 2015, but I was shocked at my ignorance when I got to Standing Rock in in 2016. And it just was such an amazing experience. And I'd been an environmental activist for years at that point. In 2010, I was a part of blocking a tar sands pipeline with a climate camp, which is essentially what uh, people were doing there in North Dakota. So I felt like I was somewhat skilled and useful at this stuff. I'd done a lot of nonviolent direct action in the past. And so when this organizer of the Earthshot Project said that she was going to be screening this film, I jumped at the chance to open these conversations again now. And so I don't know a whole lot about the film, but I look forward to to seeing it and being able to talk with anybody who comes out uh, about these things. So you decided to live along the pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline, for six months due to your previous experience with pipeline activism. And you said that you were confronted by your ignorance on the history of indigenous activism and identity. So how did you arrive 
there? And how did your identity as a white person influence how you participated? I was headed out to a wedding, actually, in, I guess, August of 2016. And I'd been involved with activism and housing justice stuff uh, with with some great folks in Rochester. And as I passed through, they showed me a video on uh, Democracy Now! of a Lakota grandmother named LaDonna Brave Bull Allard, who was calling out um, white allies in particular, but just any allies to, to come and protest and, and put their bodies and their freedom on the line to try and stop this pipeline. She had been a part of founding a camp on her land there on on Standing Rock in the town of Cannonball since April, um, and then it had grown really just as an indigenous thing. And then there were other uh, Native nations from across the country who came in mostly in August. For the most part, it was, I would say, predominantly a Native American protest up until August. And then at that point, calls started going out for more um, white allies to come, and it grew enormously at the end of August and into September. It was an incredible movement in so many ways because it wasn't just protest, especially in September. It was also a very different thing in August. Like I said, it was mostly Native. And then in September, it was a very hopeful feeling. And then October, things got much more intense. And November, they got, and then I guess it just kind of got progressively more intense and more sort of tough and violent and difficult and cold in through November and December and January and February. So how was this experience by being there and listening and seeing what was going on? How has this changed your understanding of land, of politics with pipelines? How, how have you taken this into who you are now? Absolutely. Um, it really deepened my perspective on environmentalism. I considered myself dedicated to environmentalism, but I knew nothing of the indigenous treaties that have been broken across the country. I was lucky enough to go to school in, in Canada, and it's much more known about there. But South Dakota is essentially all unceded territory that was won by the Lakota in a war, and a peace treaty was signed and then reneged upon. And the story of all the different nations of the, uh, the so-called the United States are different. But in Lakota country, those reservations started out as prisoner of war camps. And the history there is just atrocious and something that demands restitution. And to this day is being that colonial legacy is upheld because South Dakota is a majority Lakota, but through various gerrymandering and other means, it has never been led by, by Lakota people and, uh, and isn't to this day. And that indigenous perspective on water and on land thinking and seeing the land as our relatives is a much stronger way to protect the land than trying to come at it from a 
you know, one of the more common white perspectives like ecological services or, or one of these, these other ways that environmentalists try and protect uh, land and ecology. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience. And I'm sure we're just touching on the very basics of, of what you've taken away from living for six months at Standing Rock. Um, so the film on Sacred Ground will be showing on March 17th at Earthshot Project. I know Myron Dewey created a film, Awake, A Dream from Standing Rock. Are there other films from an Indigenous perspective that you would recommend? Yeah, thank you for mentioning Awake. Um, and Myron Dewey's work. There's also one called Black Snake Killers, which is put out by Unicorn Riot, which was the embedded activist media that was there at every protest all the way back, I think pretty much from April through through February and on. So I definitely recommend Unicorn Riot for a lot of things, um, also George Floyd and anything that they're covering. So for... Listeners who'd like to attend the showing, the screening of On Sacred Ground on March 17th, where can listeners find more information? The event will be at 323 Hamilton Street, uh, doors at 6, and then the film will start at 6.30. I believe that you can find the Earthshot Project online. That information will be in the description to this interview on our website, Thank you so much, Alex Briggs, for joining us on Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you, Tina, and have a wonderful day.